Today's podcast is very interesting. It's a quite controversial issue, but it needs to be said and needs to be spoken about. Why Christians should be part of the marketplace. This is me, your host, and I welcome you to the Hub Airwaves. This is our third episode of our first season in this podcast and i'd just like to welcome you as a listener and thank you for tuning in thank you for listening in please please do share this link and share from our facebook page which is no no and our instagram page which is none for underscore israel underscore underscore thank you once again for being with us today now What I am going to discuss today, of which please do send in a message if you have anything to say, comment on our Facebook page, let's get chatting, let's see what your opinion says over my opinion and trying to link one and two together. The topic of today is why Christians should be part of the marketplace. There's so much room in the marketplace but too little of us occupying it. Prerequisite for participating in the world economy. And by the way, when I talk about the marketplace, I'm not just talking about in our countries, but I'm talking about globally and and internationally. Like there's a lot that can be done by Christians, but we don't just do it. Um, Some, it's reasons of no interest at all, but some, it's a little bit more than that. As we go deeper into the podcast, I'll just be explaining some more. But this is what we're talking about when we're talking about the international marketplace. Prerequisite for participating in the world economy. In the economic sphere, these standards include adoption of various market-based systems, privatization of public enterprises, and external opening. In non-economic areas, achieving human rights, free election, and parliamentary government is now the condition for being recognized as a worthy member of the international community. That is country-wise, how our countries can become part of the world economy. Latecomers are also told to confirm to the models of more advanced countries in the fields of environmental protection, intellectual property, and the like. When we're talking about latecomers, we are talking about developing countries, such as us here in Botswana, Southern Africa. Most latecomer countries are unable to properly manage the process of liberalization and integration now engulfing the whole world. And as a result, they have suffered an increasingly large number of severe economic and political hardships due to ill-managed international integration. The speed and manner that which latecomer countries should integrate with the global market economy is now the central issue in that development strategy. It has become a central issue. It has become a central issue um, how countries can compete in the market economy because we didn't take heed of it in the beginning. Now, the international economy is a huge platform which requires uh, countries to be active. Now is only the time in which developing countries are trying to figure out strategies, figure out ways to enter the international market. For example, my country, Botswana, right now, will be hosting the Forbes 30 Under 30 Summit. That is Forbes Africa. Now, that is 34 to 37 countries that will be coming into our country. That is us trying to enter into the international market and be able to compete in the international market. Now, the question is, will we be able, are we able to compete in an international 
uh, market as yet or are we still growing now that brings me to this this has led to the accumulation of a vast amount of private sector external debt not backed by sound business plans or ability to repay there's financial aid there's financial assistance but but sound business plans or ability to repay loans is what we struggle with when we talk about sound business plans we're not just talking about to start an internet cafe or to start a salon we're talking about innovation at its best innovative ideas that will put our country on an international market innovative ideas that will take our country to the next level that is where christians come in according to my interpretation christians are supposed to use the wisdom that is freely given to them by god we are very privileged to be under such a massive god that what we could be doing is taking advantage of that and building empires not just for us but for the generations to come just as we read the bible that was written close to 2000 years ago and we still live by it today because there was somebody who took there were people actually who took the time to sit down and record what is happening they recorded the events they recorded the the, the happenings of that time um i hope we're together here now when we talk about properly managing the process of liberalization and integrity integration rather now engulfing the whole world as a result they have suffered an increasingly large number of severe economic and political hardships due to ill-managed international integration economic and political hardships is what our countries are facing developing countries are facing simply because we do not want to come up with competition laws simply because we do not allow our business to compete to compete rather on the international market but there's an international market that's waiting there to accommodate us but what are we doing to enter into the international market the speed and the manner with which latecomer countries should integrate with the global market economy is now the central issue in that development strategy i'm saying this again because it's so vital it is only now that we're making it central but better late than never, I believe. Now, since we are making it a central issue to enter the, 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 the global market, what strategies are we coming up with as Christians to enter that global market? What plans, what missions, what visions are we making to enter into those international markets? Or are we just going to go on as we do as usual and follow the trends? Okay, we'll just get right back to that. Let me let me go through this one step at a time. Say it like I heard it. This has led to the accumulation of a vast amount of private sector external debt, not backed by sound business plans or ability to repay. Underlying these reforms is a renewed confidence that market forces and the individual decisions of consumers and privately owned businesses can make a greater contribution to economic and social development than an inward-looking centralized economic system. My God, I'm going to repeat this again. Underlying these reforms is a renewed 
confidence that market forces and the individual decisions of consumers and privately owned businesses consumers and privately owned businesses can make a greater contribution to economic and social development than an inward-looking centralized economic system. An inward-looking centralized economic system talks about when the government is the one taking initiative in entering the, the global market. But it says here, this is research that states that social development, um, private companies, private-owned businesses, individual decisions of consumers can make a greater contribution to economic development. We as Christians can make a greater contribution if we just work at it, if we just work on building our economy, if we just work on striving for our economy. But what are we doing for our nation? Whichever country you're listening to, whichever country you're listening to this, um, what is the impact as a believer that you're making? What is the contribution that you're making as a believer? towards the global market, towards the international market. Most of the times we want to leave our countries to go out to other countries and thrive from there, then try and come back to our country, which at most cases it works, it works. But what will it take for you to stay in your country, build in your country and take your country to the global market? Why isn't your project the one putting your country on the map? Because it takes wisdom and it takes sacrifice and it takes perseverance and all those things are fruits of the spirit. They are things that have been made available to us by God. But what do we do with those fruits? We sit on those fruits. We become idle on those fruits. Okay, let me go back. However, the potential benefits of a shift towards a more market-oriented economy will not be realized unless business firms are prevented from imposing restrictions on competition. There's what we call competition law, whereby a company knows what it takes or a business knows what it takes to compete. But if our own countries don't have policies like comp competition law, if our own countries don't have um, regulations based or regulations leading us and guiding us on terms of competition, who will start those policies if not Christians? Who will stand for those policies if not believers? Are you, are you getting what, what the point I'm trying to put across? There is a need for economic shift in countries, especially developing countries. And Christians should participate in the marketplace. Ideas are bubbling inside so many young believers, but because of idleness and fear, most of the time, action is not taken. So many believers, so many people that I personally have come in contact with have amazing ideas, have ideas that could change the economic structure of one country that will just go viral all over Africa. But what is the problem? The problem that when we enter the marketplace, we become idle. Matthew 20 verse 3. Matthew 20 verse 3. Let me just start it from verse 1. It says, Matthew 20 verse 1 says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. 
The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner. It's basically the landlord. So God is the landlord. The angels are the landlord of what we're living in right now. We went, who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a dinosaurus for the day and sent them into his vineyard. Are we together? Now, verse 3 is my favorite. It says, about 9 in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. About 9 in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He found them doing nothing. What are you doing as a believer that will cause God to open an international market for you? To cause God to open an international door for you? Are you just sitting in the marketplace? Do you leave at nine in the morning, leave your house and go and just sit in the marketplace? Another version, another version rather says, and he went out about the third hour and saw others sitting, standing, not sitting rather, standing idle in the marketplace. How many Christians are idle in the marketplace? We are looking to be hired. The reason why they were standing is because they were waiting to be hired. Now, now let me read the word of God to back this up. Verse 4, he says, he told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went out. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing and found this another group of people standing. Verse 6 says, about five in the morning, he went out and found five in the afternoon. Sorry. He went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Jesus is asking believers today, why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Verse number seven says, because no one has hired us. The answers. No one has hired us. My God. No one has hired us. We are standing as believers and we're waiting to be hired. We want to be hired by a non-believer. We get the job and we still remain miserable. We remain miserable because why? We are hired by somebody who's not under the grace of God. And that makes us miserable because we know, you know very well that you can do the job better than your CEO, but you don't have qualification. All you have is the, wind, the wisdom of God, but you're under your CEO. You're under your boss because we don't want to, we would rather go to the marketplace to be hired. We'd rather look to be hired than look for something better. We have become enslaved to our own, by our own religious beliefs. Now, let me continue this. Let, let me not get out of track and continue this. Um, so many young believers, but because of idleness and fear, most of them take time to take action. It is not to take, sorry, sorry for that. Why do we want to be confirmed to the world? Allowing the world to influence young Christians instead of the other way around. Why don't young Christians set trends instead of following trends, especially in the marketplace? 
The market is open and available. The countries need innovators. They need pioneers, divine ideas that could put developing countries on a state to compete globally. But if as young if us as young believers, we all rush to the pulpit. I'm going to offend somebody right here. We all rush to the pulpit. Who are we leaving in the marketplace? Who are we leaving the marketplace for? If we all want to serve through the mic, what then we will happen to our nations? If the dominance is not Christian-based, young believers need to enter the marketplace. When we talk of the marketplace, we mean trading. We mean political positions. We mean the entertainment industry. Everywhere, there is room for, them, for Christians in the marketplace. There is room for visionaries in the marketplace. There is room for the grace of God in the marketplace. But you know what we're busy doing? Matthew 11 verse 16. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplace who call out to other children. It's either we're just standing idle or we're sitting like children in the marketplace. What do children go out to do in the marketplace? They all go out to, to, what? to look at big buildings. They go out to view the scenario, but they don't work. What are we doing towards influencing the global and international market? When will we start seeing Christians in the marketplace? When will we start seeing Christians running for presidency? When will we start seeing Christians thriving to become the first female pilot on an international market? When will we start seeing Christians taking over in business, being featured in, in Forbes magazine, being featured, they are there, yes, no doubt, but I'm talking about Southern Africa, but I'm talking about Africans, but I'm talking about us, young believers. Why have we become so idle? Why are we not expanding our minds and expanding who we want to be? We need leaders who are led by God. CEOs who are influenced by the Holy Spirit. And most of the communities to be led in light. But yet as young believers we are sitting in the market. And trying to turn the church into the marketplace. Uh-huh. I said it. And I did say I'm going to offend a few people. You know, there was a time... I think it's John chapter 2, where Jesus found people selling in the church. And you know what he did? He removed a whip and started to whip them. Because now Christians, we want to turn, turn the church into a marketplace. I'm going to say that again. It's a bit of a tongue twister. But we want to turn the church into the marketplace. The church is not a marketplace. The marketplace is out there. The marketplace is in those offices, in those political seats, in those government officials. That is where the marketplace is. The marketplace is in Forex. The marketplace is in trading. The marketplace is everywhere but 
in the church. But that's where we look for it. When we look at the Bible, men like Solomon were leaders, but he could talk to God one-on-one. That, however, did not mean that he started preaching. He became wealthy and even wanted to build the house of God. Who will build the house of God if we are, if we are all on the pulpit? When we look at men like Joseph, who became a prime minister, that he even could provide for his family and used wisdom to keep the nation he was ruling from hunger. People in our country will go hungry if we don't enter the marketplace. Our countries will starve if we don't enter the marketplace. I want to urge you, if you're listening to this, begin to think innovative. Begin to think big. Begin to think of the marketplace. Research on global markets. See how you can make a difference when it comes to the marketplace as a believer. And if you're already in the marketplace, well, we thank God. Do whatever it takes to persevere. You know the fruits of the Spirit. Do whatever it takes to enter into that level. That will be all from me. <laughs> that will be all from me for now. I think we will revisit this topic. If you guys would comment, ask questions, share your opinion, record a message. And we can see where to take this even further. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, this is Nono Fakatla Share the link. It's on our Facebook page. Nono. And you are on five new platforms. Please, please, please like, comment, share. I love you. And bye. As we close off this episode, episode three, oh, yeah, titled yeah, Christians yeah. in the Marketplace, we'll be closing it off with a song from a local producer, local gospel producer by the name Zvoga. Follow him on Facebook at S-V-O-G-H-A with a song from his latest album entitled My God. Just going for 100 years. Wherever you are, just go on your Facebook, follow Zvoga, understand more, link up with Zvoga and buy his music. Let's support local. Thank you guys. Love you.
to Lydia. My God is able to change my life. Your God is able to heal you. Yeah.